0: Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. Today is a very special day, do you know? <laughs> Today is the 34th anniversary of the 6,500 couple blessing. I need to call my wife, congratulate. So even though we, you know, uh, you know, different place, Congratulations, all uh, those who have the 6,500 couple blessing. And today I'd like to talk about God, women and world peace from through Mother's uh, Anthology, uh, Volume
1: 2. Let's study God, women and world peace. I gathered together the women of these nations to form chapters of the Women's Federation for World Peace. With these events, the nations that had been the worldwide and able countries since World War II united during the Cold War to receive the true mother and prepare again the foundation to meet the true father. Based on this foundation, my husband and I can now stand on the worldwide level as the first true parents. As true parents, we are ushering in the completed testament age. At this historic turning point, we have to practice on the worldwide level the principle that an individual's mind and body have to be united with God in the central position. To facilitate this, we have founded two organizations working for world peace. The Interreligious Federation for World Peace represents the mind on the worldwide level. It carries out the internal mission of uniting all the world's religions on the foundation of God's love. The Federation for World Peace, on the other hand, represents the body on the worldwide level. It pursues the external mission of building ideal societies with leaders in every field of human endeavor, including politics, economics, media, academia, science, and the arts. Looking at the vertical perspective of love, Adam and Eve could have related directly with God by developing in themselves the four types of love, children's love, siblings' love, conjugal love, and parental love. Therefore, Adam and Eve originally would have grown through four realms of heart based on God's true love, achieving the completion of of the levels of children, siblings, couple, and parents. In this manner, they would have achieved what we may call the perfected or true family.
0: Yes. Looking at uh, the vertical perspective of love, Adam and Eve could have related directly with God by experiencing and developing in themselves the four types of love children's love, siblings' love, conjugal love, and parental love. Therefore, Adam and Eve originally would have grown through four great realms of heart based on God's true love, achieving the completion of the levels of children, siblings, couple, and parents. In this manner, they would have achieved what we may call the perfected or true family. Let's just study a little bit more about what, what Father, you're talking about Four Realms of Heart.
1: Completion of the Four Great Realms of Heart. Do you know the Four Great Realms of Heart? The moment of marriage, the moment of first love, is the completion of sons and daughters, the completion of brothers and sisters, the completion of a couple, and the completion of future mothers and fathers. The couple starting a family for the first time is the central point of the completion of the four great realms of heart. It explodes there. That's where the seed is sown. That is why your wife is your younger sister and your husband is your older brother. As a peer, you are a son and daughter of God. The wife is a princess of heaven and the husband is a prince of heaven. First love on the first night of marriage is the focal point of the completion of everything. Both men and women are liberated there.
0: This is a really incredible guidance. The couples of first night, understand? First night together is the place of completion of sons and daughters and brothers and sisters, a couple and a future mother and father. The start of the couple is the first step and completion of the four great realms of heart. The couple's of first night is very, very significant. Actually, that's why when your children, uh, you know, start the family, especially the first night, as a father and mother need to bless them, because the first night is like entering. God's direct dominion from God's indirect dominion. The first night is incredible meaning. The place of the completion of the sons and daughters, brothers and sisters and couple and the future, father and mother, how important it is. Not just only let them start the, the, the uh, start of family. When they, they decided to do first night, need to bless them as a father and mother. How much Heavenly Father waited for that day, and then they really prepare very well, not just only boy and boy and girl and come together and then just external sexual relationship. Meaning is not like that. Very powerful meaning, very beautiful meaning for the night. That's why when my children start a family, I always bless them. So when. You know, God bless Adam and Eve, three blessings, when, uh, you know, uh, God bless like Noah family, and when uh, Heavenly Father bless like, uh, you know, Abraham's family, Isaac's family, like uh, Jacob's family. As a parents, we need to have that kind of blessing prayer to our children. Very important. Even, you know, our central figures like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, people dying and then called all their children and blessed them. How beautiful. We need to inherit that kind of tradition like our true father and true mother. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, without marriage, God's love cannot be perfected forever. The place of marriage is the place where men and women are liberated. Wow, the more I think of the first night, the meaning of the first night, very, very significant. So let's uh, apply this kind of the uh, teaching to our children, to our life. Living divine principle, the identity of the uh, serpent. So let's start.
1: The identity of the serpent. In the Bible, we read that a serpent tempted Eve to commit sin. This serpent was able to converse with people. It caused the fall of humans who are spiritual beings. Furthermore, the serpent knew the will of God, which strictly forbade human beings to eat the fruit. As it is written in Revelation twelve nine, the great dragon was thrown down. That ancient serpent who was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world he was thrown down to the earth. The serpent had lived in heaven. Also, it is able to transcend time and space to dominate the human soul. This is compelling evidence that the being which the serpent symbolizes was a spiritual being. The spiritual being was originally created with a good purpose, but later fell and became Satan. There are no beings endowed with such characteristics other than angels. Therefore, the serpent, which tempted human beings and sinned, is an angel. Also in 2 Peter 2.4, it is writ- written, God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to pits of nether gloom.
0: Yeah, based on uh, this uh, divine principle, let's uh, study Father's word.
1: A kingdom of heaven must be established within myself. Don't you think I myself did not encounter any heartbreaking things centering on my wife and children? Even I was facing the moment of nearly picking up an apple that fell in the toilet so many times. But I did not take it into an action due to my dignity and honor as a son of God. In this point of view, today, you are the ones who are seeking for a kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is not established in the world of the other man, but starts within yourselves.
0: Wow, very interesting, Father's talk. The kingdom of heaven comes from self-dominion. In particular, we have to take good care of our love organs, which are like snakes. We cannot comprehend how much True Father struggled not only to control his sexual desire, but also his desire for eating, material, and sleep. He confessed honestly that when he saw an apple fall into the toilet in hunger prison he even wanted to pick it up and eat it without dignity ah, how much hungry i wonder how hungry he must have been to do that however he could not do such things because he had the Prestige of being the son of God. He wants to keep heavenly dignity, no matter what. Spiritual dignity. You know, prestige of being the son of God. Can you imagine how much hungry he was in Hưngnam prison? Wow. I really thank God and thank true parents. Father, he where he's the same as human beings' body. He's hungry as well. You know, he also need to control his body. And in such a really crucial moment, very really difficult moment, he keep heavenly dignity. That's why he, he. That's why many people call him. He's a saint in the Hangam prison in such a situation, and sharing food, and then give it to others. I think he's a crazy guy. No one could do that. That's what many people call him. He's a saint in the prison. Wow. Even though many people misunderstand him, and persecuted him, what, 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 what? He was saints in the prison. From this point of view today, you are on the uh, path to finding heaven. If you can't control yourself, it is impossible
1: to realize heaven in the world of others. Next. Do not lose your individual kingdom of heaven. Every time you look at yourselves in the mirror, You have to think like this. This nose looks greedy. There stuck the poison of a viper in these eyes. There stuck a claw of an eagle in these hands. There stuck a nail and an arrow in the mind of a robber. You rascal, I'll cut the head of those things off after some sufferings. Do you think that nicely eating, like without skipping lunch or dinner, will let you enter a kingdom of heaven? Not at all. For me, it's usual to skip lunch and forget to sleep and the other things too. I am putting myself through troubles like this. What is Reverend Moon in the Unification Church fighting for? It's not for the worldwide kingdom of heaven, but it is for me not to feel guilty as a top leader guiding this organization not to lose my individual kingdom of heaven. This is the conclusion.
0: Wow, really incredible guidance. What we should never forget is that we are descendants of a serpent. You should know that snakes always harbor, you know, uh, a venom, which is a poison. We should know that our eyes are uh, studded with the venom of uh, vipers. Our nose look uh, greedy. our hands have uh, eagles closed. Men's love organs are like heads of the uh, vipers, always seeking woman. And women's love organs are uh, uh, pots of poison, always seeking man. And we should know that we always have the mind of the murderous thief. And the nail of the sexual immorality in our heart. This is our reality. Who can avoid from this reality? Our bodies always try to eat and rest and sleep comfortably. If our stomach hasn't eaten, hasn't eat, uh, eaten lunch, we try to find lunch, and if it hasn't had dinner, we try to find dinner. If you, only, if you only do what you want to, what you want according to the flesh, then when you when you when will you do heaven's work? True father lived not always being able to eat, drink, or wear nice things. He lived a life devoted to heaven's will. True Father said that. His challenge is not to fight for the worldwide kingdom of heaven first, but to fight to not have a guilty conscience as a top leader of the Unification Church, and to not lose his individual kingdom of heaven. What does what does he talking about? An individual kingdom of heaven means really controlling your body, controlling your flesh. You need to control really desire about eating and the material and sexual desires and sleeping desires. If you do not manage well, you do not manage your own individual kingdom of heaven, what are you talking about, the worldwide kingdom of heaven? What are you talking about, the national kingdom of heaven? That does not make any sense. It begins from, do not lose your individual kingdom of heaven. What are talking about? Today's youth ministry, uh, leave checking
1: your position, also very important guidance. Let's just start. The first step of faith. If you do not know that the first step of faith is to know yourself as belonging to God, living as you please becomes a habit. That is why you do not realize it even when you make a mistake. You live without realizing that you are living centered on yourself. It is a relief if you can feel the pangs of conscience, but human beings live thinking nothing of disbelief and not knowing God. They do not think that living as they please is disbelief. Rather, they think that they are doing well by living by self-affirmation. Some parents think, That it is natural for children to live with self-affirmation. When the child tries to ask the parents something, the parents will say, why are you asking such a thing? If I raised you this much, do as you please. Also, when the child tries to greet the parents before going somewhere, the parents say, just go. Why bother greeting? This is how parents raise their children freely without any standards. If you try to teach children that they always need the parents' approval, people around you will actually treat you like you are out of your mind or persecute you.
0: What is a sin, my brothers and sisters? It is a sin not to treat yourself as God. It's thinking of yourself as your own, living and making decisions as you please. If you live without treating yourself as God, you will make a mistake without knowing it, knowing it. So you do not know if you make a mistake. You live without realizing that you are living centered on yourself. They do not think that living as they please is a disbelief. Rather, they think it is just normal to live as they please. They think that. It's natural to live by self-affirmation. When we nurture someone, we must take charge of the giving approval and let them live under the supervision of the subject partner. And Adam and Eve did not consult with God and ate the forbidden fruit according to their own assertion,
1: and they fell. Next. Live checking your position. What we have to place importance on is to live checking our own positions all the time. First, what kind of person must I become owing to someone? And next is, who do I respect and long for? Then, who do I want to receive dominion from? And, am I one who can dominate someone with love? When you say that you have no one to long for and no object partner to miss, that person just becomes an irresponsible person in the field of love. If you receive a lot of love and have no thought of repaying it, this is like a thievery. Even Jesus said, all those who came before me are thieves and robbers. Since he made such a great declaration, Jesus was also persecuted a lot. The reason he said this was because those with love should long for someone and become a person missed by someone, and yet they were unable to do so. It is normal for people of original nature to long for Jesus, who longs for God. But since that is not so, he calls them thieves.
0: Yes, How do I live checking my position? Very important, my brothers and sisters. You need to check yourself. Who should I live according to? I should live according to God's will, according to my able. according to my parents. It means I need to deny. We need to really train. I should live according to the God's will, according to God's heart, according to conscience, according to my able. Without training about self-denial, everything decided by yourself, you are very dangerous, actually. Who is my able of heart? Do you have able? Do you have a heartistic able? Who do I want to receive dominion from? I'm talking about centering on, centering on true love. Who do I respect and long for? Have you ever shed tears because you miss the true parents or your subject? You don't have experience. That means you do not know the real meaning of true love. Where there is a true love, all. Where there is a longing heart. When you, summon, when you long for somebody, really long for somebody, even tears come down. That's why I'm asking you, have you ever shed tears because you miss true parents or your Since Since true father passed away, how much do you miss true father and shedding tears? Just thing about him and have a full longing heart. Missing you so much. Where are you, Father? What are you doing? Do you have that kind of feeling with a longing heart? Am I one who can dominate someone with love? How many the spiritual children do I have? And how many respect me? Is there anyone who misses me so much, they shed tears? What kind of person doesn't have a love of original nature? You have no subject partner to miss and no one to respect. No one around you wants to see you. A person without longing is a person whose heart has reached the end of love. End of love. Your last day, because I don't want. I I, I do not have anyone uh, have uh, anyone miss. You don't have long, your heart. Then means your long your heart is like a last day, the end of love. Then become most miserable guy. I do not miss anyone, I do not miss God, I do not miss true parents, I do not miss my parents, I do not miss any able, I don't have any subject partner I, I have longing for. You are a miserable guy. And then no one misses me from my spiritual children, from my physical children, from my friend, no one misses me. You had reached the end of the life. Heaven is a world where we long for each other and miss each other. And then uh, when I met uh, Mrs. Alex Watt at the Belvedere, she said, you know, to understand the meaning of longing heart, huh? it took long time. Wow. Then, means now she understood What's the meaning of a longing heart? If you love someone, then means automatically you have the longing, right? When I see my when I think about my grandchildren, you know, without any reason, I have a longing heart. When you truly love God, you have a longing for heavenly parents. If you truly miss true father, and then there is a longing heart for him, right? That's why Father said, Heaven is a world where we long for each other and miss each other. How many spiritual children really, really long for you? This is the important point, of my brothers
1: and sisters. Next. How to repay your parents' love. Even while the chosen people call their own people God's chosen people. Since they failed to recognize Jesus, who came as God's son, Jesus rebuked the Jewish people. Even in the secular world, if you are deeply indebted in love to someone, those who have no thought of repaying to them are thieves. We are people who are indebted in love to our parents. That is why we have a responsibility to repay that. Then how do we repay That answer is simple. Becoming children who are better than our parents is repaying in full. If children create plus in love, their parents will praise them, saying, you are better than me. Or if the children make a mistake, if parents say, when I was your age, I wasn't like you, and bring them to their senses. Parents must be a model to their children while teaching them. If parents do not do anything for their children, but just leave them be, it is creating ambiguous children. You must clearly teach them if they did this right or did that wrong. Parents must worry for their children if they are worse than the parents at that age, and they must praise their children if they are better than their parents.
0: Why did the chosen people of Israel say that they were, they were God's chosen people, but could not recognize Jesus? Who came as a second of, uh, the second, who as the son of God? This is because they treated Jesus according to the standard of the Bible and the tradition, rituals, laws, and custom they observed. The heart precedes laws and tradition and rituals. Very important. Therefore, if they truly and artistically longed for the Messiah, who was to come, they would have known who Jesus was. One who had a longing heart. Beyond laws and tradition, rituals, you can recognize who is God's son. But when you rely on, just only rely on the law and tradition and rituals and, you know, habit, you cannot recognize who are the prepared one. That's why the, the word of heart is important. Our final stage to reach heart, the word of heart, Because the wall of the heart is a wall of longing, anyone uh, with a heart will recognize the person heaven has prepared for them. This is because when a person with a longing sees the subject of their longing, they are drawn to them without realizing it. And the important thing in a life of faith is to realize that I am a person who is indebted in love. And once I realize that, I I must become a person who repays the debt. We are people who are indebted in love. We owe love to God and true parents and our physical parents. How then will you repay the debt of love? It is simple. Becoming children who are better than our parents is repaying in full. If children create plus in love, their parents will praise them, saying, you are better than me. A child should become a child who is praised by their parents.
1: Next. The person whom God has dominion over, who people live longing for, is important. Those who do not have people to long for are finished. Those without a subject to long for are like people who do not long for food, even though it is time to eat. Those who do not long for food, even when they should be hungry, are finished. This is because their life cannot be extended. Similarly, in life of faith, only when you have longing will God have dominion over you. In order to receive dominion from God, you must have an antenna of longing for heaven. Next. You need an object partner of longing. Since people are mediators, we have top and bottom and front, back, left and right centered on oneself. In the top and bottom relationship, we have a responsibility to respect and be respected. This is how we have dual responsibilities. God will work with me only if I fulfill these. A jewel. A Bible verse says that if you treat a little one as you treat the Lord, you will surely receive a reward from the kingdom of heaven. This goes right to the core. If we rephrase this, those who are respected by a trivial person are people of the kingdom of heaven.
0: Thank you, Heavenly Honey. What kind of person does God have dominion over? Okay, let's summarize. God visits the person who longs for and misses him the most. Those who do not have uh, summer longing for them, and uh, those who live have come to an end. People who do not long for food, even when they are hungry, means that person's health has uh, a Just as the body cannot pro- prolong life without food, the spirit body cannot live forever without longing. To receive God's dominion, you must have an antenna of longing for heaven. When long for God, someone who longs for me is bound to appear definitely. Longing creates longing. You have to live a life of all position, foundation, well. If I do my responsibility or to respect and, and to be respected in my relationship of up and down and front and back and left and right, God will have a dominion over me. Wow. Such really <laughs> beautiful guidance. You learn so many things, right? I do not know what kind of teaching can 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 guide you more. My brother says, "I am the one who so much receive incredible guidance from the God's word, through parents' word. It is really incredible." Do you agree with me, my brothers and sisters? God bless you. Thank you so much, Dr. Young. Gosh, we are. So
2: blessed to have this education so we can live the real principled life. And uh, at this time, we'd like to now uh, welcome up our living
0: testimony and witnessing from uh, Hiroto Arakawa from Washington, D.C.
2: Good morning, Dr. Yang. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I hope everyone's having a great morning right now.
0: Oi, Hiroto! Uh,
2: Hello. Hey. Um, I just wanted to first quickly introduce me and my troop. Uh, My name is Hiroda Arakawa, and I'm the current senior patrol leader of Boy Scout Troop 1212. And we're a troop located in Landover Hills, Maryland, but we actually serve the entire D.C., Maryland, Virginia community. And we actually have a few scouts, such as Henry Gardner and Joshua Caprono, who are representing our troop right now in this Zoom. And, yeah, I have a video presentation prepared for today, so please enjoy. My name is Hirota Arakawa, and I am a 16-year-old SPL, uh, otherwise known as a Senior Patrol Leader for the Boy Scout Troop 1212. The Boy Scouts of America is one of the largest youth athletic organizations in the U.S., with more than 24 million youth members and nearly 1 million adult volunteers. Since its founding in 1910 as part of the international scouting movement, more than 110 million U.S. citizens have become members of the Boy Scouts of America. The goal of the Boy Scouts of America is to train young people in responsible citizenship, character development, and self-reliance through broad-based outdoor activities, educational programs, and career-oriented programs conducted cooperatively in community settings. The Scouting Education Act is part of the program to instill typical Scouting values, such as integrity, good citizenship, and outdoor activity skills in young members through a variety of activities such as camping, water sports, and hiking. Our Troop 1212 is composed almost entirely of second-generation members. The adults who lead are first-generation and second-generation members with Eagle status. Although we do have non-members in our troop, we welcome them like they are our family and we invite them to our youth programs and youth gatherings that are church-related. Our troop has more than 50 Eagle alumni statuses. I want to show my deepest gratitudes to Heavenly Parents, True Parents, and all the past leaders who have led this troop, trained us, and educated us. People like Mr. Boothby, Mr. Cranbiel, Mr. Abendroth, and Mr. Musial, and etc. I am also grateful some of my fellow scouts and colleagues, such as my assistant patrol leader, Henry Gardner, as well as my patrol leaders, Joshua Caprono and Aaron Herr, as well as some of my fellow scouts, such as Benjamin Hess, Yosei Arakawa, and Cameron Herr. Today, I would like to think and testify about how our troops' activities and relationships affect our lives as second generation who know Heavenly Parent and True Parents how we can feel Heavenly Parent and resemble True Parents, how we can contribute to our family and community, and how we can develop our character to live for the nation and the world. True Father wrote in his autobiography on page 29 that when True Father discovered the principle, he learned how nature is like a museum of God's love, and he learned about God through nature. And also in the Bible, Saint Paul said in Roman chapter one, verse 20, how we can perceive God through what he has made. In Boy Scouts, we experience God's creation by going on hikes through Snow White Mountains, canoeing rivers, camping on beaches, and many more. We go to nursing homes and connect with the elders by talking to them and learning from them. This helps the boys learn to respect our elders and for them to treat elders as if they were our own grandparents and true parents. This is one of the many ways we learn to serve our community. Some other ways we learn to serve our community is by serving our local church. We had the opportunity last Thanksgiving to cook a lot of turkeys for the church community to have dinner with. This not only helped us learn to serve our community, but it also has helped us to learn to serve and help each other as we learned ways to cook the food together. True Father mentioned in his autobiography that food is love. By cooking these turkeys, our boys practice to love our community. And also, we have an annual community leaf raking. Through cleaning the community, we clean our hearts internally. Scouting is an opportunity for young boys to grow their leadership skills and to become men who strive to be respectable and responsible. For that, the father's involvement is very important. So we have an annual father son trip. This creates a good father son relationship, which helps restore a God child relationship that has been lost in the long past. We experience and learn about God through his creation. We learn to serve our community and the people around us. We learn to grow and sharpen our leadership skills. These things really help the boys in our troop to grow from young boys to men and help them reconnect with God as individuals. Our members are all a family together and we have bonded a great relationship with each other. We have many alumni who are currently in GPA and CARP, working hard and creating a gateway for many of our scouts to achieve great heights. And I'm truly grateful for that. We are all truly brothers. Next, I would like to introduce my good friend and fellow scout, who is also my assistant patrol leader, Henry Gardner.
3: Good morning, Dr. Young, and good morning, everyone. I'm Henry Gardner, I'm 18 years old, and I was a former assistant senior patrol leader for Troop 1212, and scouting has been part of my life for over five years. So handsome. Right now, I'm no longer part of the troop officially, as scouting goes up to the age of 17, and I've recently turned 18. But throughout the past five years, I've experienced a lot of growth. Boy Scouts have challenged me physically, mentally, and spiritually. It's gotten me out of my comfort zone, and I've learned many skills I never thought I'd be able to do. We have one trip that we do every year, which is the Dolly Souths Winter Hike in West Virginia. It is our most challenging trip, and we have to hike for many hours under extreme cold weather, as low as negative forty degrees, negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit. It's where everyone pushes their limits. Especially for younger Scouts, this trip is very difficult. Our troop is well-known as the only troop that would go up to the Dolly Sox in February. And I remember my first winter hike, I was nervous and I remember it was tiring and it was challenging. But at the same time, it was peaceful. I looked around and the scenery was amazing. At that moment, I was experiencing God's creation and I truly felt His love and I truly felt True Parents' love. And one of the most important aspects of scouting is unity mind and body unity as individuals and unity as a troop. And in Troop 1212, everyone works together as a team and it creates a strong bond as brothers. The older scouts look after after the younger scouts, but they always support each other and have each other's backs. Last month, I led my Eagle Scout project and it was one of the biggest accomplishments of my life. But without the help from others, I would not be able to accomplish that goal. And it was amazing to see everyone working hard to finish the project and it was really empowering. And back then I never thought I could manage and lead an Eagle project when I first joined the troop. And now very soon I will become an Eagle Scout and my scouting journey will come to an end. I'm very grateful that I was able to apply True parents' teachings in Boy Scouts, which helped me to be grateful when I faced challenging situations. And I would like to thank our Scoutmaster, Zach Musial, and also the former Scoutmasters, James Avendroth and Mr. Boothby. And I also want to thank Mr. Jones, Mr. Kremville, Mr. Miller, and everyone who has supported me along the way, especially my father, who would always be there to support me and drive me and the other scouts through thousands of miles in the last five years. Thank you, Dr. Wow. Young, and thank you, yeah. everyone, for this
0: amazing opportunity wow. to speak so, today. So handsome boy. Wow, I disappoint. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much, Hiroto, Arakawa, and Helik and leaping sun, and also I can see Hiroto Yosei. Wow, heavenly Boy Scout activities. Actually, you know that service is the best way to learn how to cultivate our heart, yeah? I think this is a really beautiful example. Once again, thank you so much. A- uh, Arakawa, I think your mom is proud of you. I also proud of you. Thank you, God bless you. Yes, thank you so much, Hiroto, for thinking of us
2: to share this report with us and reflection on Boy Scout Troop Twelve Twelve. Yeah, and you're making bringing back memories for me. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for sharing.
0: So hopeful. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for Peace, Today is a very special day, do you know? <laughs> Today is the 34th anniversary of the 6,500 couple blessing. I need to call my wife congratulate. So even though we, you know, uh, you know, different place. Congratulations, all uh, those who have the 6,500 couple blessing. And today, I'd like to talk about God, women and world peace from through Mother's uh, Anthology, uh, Volume Two.
1: Let's study God, women and world peace. I gathered together the women of these nations to form chapters of the Women's Federation for World Peace.